0: To another episode of the Warrior Within the Woman podcast. I am your host, Pastor Lauren Daniel. I want to welcome you this week as we are continuing our study on the armor of god how many of you are ready fired up for the last episode i know i am i am ready to dive into the next few pieces of the armor but before we do that i want to invite you warriors if you are a brand new listener or if you have listened from the beginning make sure that you're sharing the podcast like it subscribe wherever you're listening and even leave some comments reviews that helps me out tremendously so Uh, please do that. Share it with friends and family. If this podcast or any of the episodes truly speaks to you or you know a friend or family member that could use the encouragement, send it out. Um, And I am truly grateful for all of you warriors sticking it out with me. So last week we discussed the first three components of the armor of God. And today we're going to finish up the study with the next three, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, and then we're also going to talk about prayer, the last element of the armor. So let's dive in. We're going to go back to Ephesians chapter 6 where we left off last week and we're going to start in verse 16. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16 and it says, In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So as we discuss the armor of God, I want to first talk about the author of Ephesians. We didn't really get to discuss it last week, and I don't want to go any further without discussing Paul, the Apostle Paul. This man, this uh, leader of the faith, this apostle was going around preaching the gospel, but not only that, he is well known for his letters to the church, especially in Ephesians, the church of Ephesus. And he is writing about the armor of God to encourage and uplift and edify the body of Christ. And so I want you to know today when we're talking about the armor of God or any, any topic that we discuss, I want you to be edified, woman of God. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be pushed forward and, and to grab that shield of faith. So today, as we're reading this scripture, And discussing, remember that Paul is in chains. He is in chains for the Lord, for the gospel. He is truly, he is literally in prison as he's writing this letter to the church of Ephesus. And that is why the last few scriptures we read was talking about praying for him. And we're going to get to that in a moment. But first, the first element or the next element I want us to talk about is the shield of faith. Now this Element of the armor of God is actually different from the ones that we've discussed previously, and you might be like, "Well, well, how, Lauren?" Like, of course, they all have their own uh, specific goals in mind. They all have their own specific uses. But see, for a soldier, the shield that is provided is a great has a great amount of protection from attacks. It wasn't something that you could just put on. It's not like a helmet or shoes of peace. It's not like a specific um, garment or piece of your outfit that you must put on to protect your mind or protect your feet or protect your chest. As we talked about the breastplate last week, but the shield was specifically designed to be taken up. It wasn't something you could just put on, but it is something you must take up. Much like a soldier, we're required to do our part with the shield of faith. We can't just secure it to our arm and let it just be. We must take it up and stand on our faith so that we can be protected from the spiritual fiery darts of the enemy. See, today you may be facing a circumstance or issue or even, or or even a mental battle from the enemy. And I want to tell you that it is specifically your shield of faith. It is not only what you believe, but the faith. The amount of faith that you have in God that you can stand upon, even when things are not going how you want them to go, even when things are so burdensome and you are so worried, even when things don't look like they're going to end up how you are hoping and praying they'll end up, we have a faith. We have a shield of faith that can we can hold on to. And even when the fire is coming and even when the waves are trying to drown us out and even even when the darts are trying to uh, are, are being pelted at us, and even when we feel like all of hell is coming against us in our family, we can raise up the shield that is our faith. I'm reminded of the scripture that it says, "I walk by faith and not by sight." I walk by faith, not blindly just, oh, well, it'll just work out. But my faith is in a God who has proven to me to be faithful, that my faith and my trust in God is not blind. It is not in just some mysterious cloud above me, but it is to a father, a heavenly father who loves me. A father who loves you and created you for a specific purpose will show up in your time of need. And sometimes we just have to take up that shield of faith to protect our minds, protect our bodies, protect our families. Protect our children that may, maybe they cannot protect themselves. Raise up your shield, mothers. Wait, raise up your shields, fathers and aunts and uncles, and even spiritual mothers and spiritual fathers. Raise up your shields and protect those that are not able to protect themselves. See, we are exercising our faith in God and His truth and His promises when we pick up our shield. So warriors, before we go on to any other piece, before we focus on any other piece of our armor, make sure that you are holding up your faith, that you have something, a firm foundation to stand upon. Don't give up easily. Don't back down even though it's difficult and it's hard, but grab your shield. Grab the protection that God has given you and trust the almighty God That he will provide for you and he will defend you in the midnight hour. He will protect you when all armies are coming against you. Protect yourself. Grab your faith and stand firm on the word of God. Because the enemy comes at us with lies and insults and temptations all the time. But we can fight off his darts and arrows with our shield. Next for a, sh- for a soldier, the helmet was always the last part that they put on. The helmet and in any armor is the most vital portion of your armor that protects your head. Wearing the helmet of salvation keeps us safe from the lies and schemes of Satan. Like I talked about last week, one of the biggest tactics of the enemy is deception and confusion. Satan will deceive you and if he can deceive you into believing anything or you will trust anyone, we must protect our minds. Wearing the helmet of salvation keeps us safe. And the enemy wants us to doubt and wonder if God loves us or if we're even saved. But see, we have walked away from the simplicity of salvation, church. We've walked away from the simplicity of the simple and truth of of the love of Jesus. It's not complicated. It's not hard. The Bible says if you believe in Jesus with your heart and you believe that He is your Savior and that He died for your sins, that is salvation. Believing and trusting the faith that you have in God, that is salvation. It is simple. But see, Satan will take the simplest things and try to make them complicated try to make us concerned and worried about our own salvation to try to deceive us. This helmet protects our minds from such attacks. When discouragement comes our way, we can find hope and comfort in knowing that Jesus has saved us. He saved us from the penalty of sin. He saved us from all of the wreckage we had caused. He saved us from our own selves. He saved us from the pain and hurt of our past. He has saved us and give us hope for eternity. Put on your helmet, woman of God because when you're standing on your firm foundation of those shoes of peace the word of god and when you're taking up your shield of faith and when you are putting on the armor and when you are ready with your helmet on your head it is easy to defend the cause for christ when you are trusting god when you are able to focus on the truth but when we don't have our armor on and we are not ready for the war and the battle and we are giving up and putting down and taking off our helmet and t- putting down the shield and taking off our shoes and taking off the breastplate that is protecting your heart. When we are taking these things off, it is easy to be fired at and it is easy to be shot and hurt and wounded. Put on your helmet, woman of God. Next, the soldier picks up his sword. See, warriors, it is time for us to pick up our sword. A soldier is ready and defends, and she is defenseless without her sword. We must understand, though, that the sword was used not only defensively, but a sword can be used in offensive weapon. A sword can be an offensive weapon as well. While the soldier may have had all of her pieces on, all of the armor on, without the sword. Listen to me, warriors. Without the sword of the spirit, without the sword, you could just be standing there just covered. You're just a body covered in metal. I mean, realistically, if we were to truly put on armor, all you would be is covered in metal. It may defend you. Uh, It may defend and protect you against the enemy, but you cannot work with the battle plan unless you have a weapon you can use. Every piece of the armor is to protect you and to use wisdom with every piece. But the sword stands out because it is not only defensive, but it is an offensive weapon. The sword of the spirit is God's word and both a protector for us and a destroyer of Satan. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 through 13, it describes the Bible as living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. We must be reminded, warriors, that you can wield our swords by claiming God's word when we're in a spiritual attack because it cuts to the core and uncovers God's truth. When you hold on to your spiritual weapon of the Spirit of God's Word, it is easy. When you begin to dive into the Word of God, when you begin to unveil the truth of the Word and have a steady faith and foundation, it is easy to see the deceptions of the enemy. But without a sword, you cannot defend yourself, you cannot attack the enemy. Jesus used God's word when he was tempted by Satan in the wilderness. And we should do it also. We have to know God's word in order to use it. You have to know God's word in order to be victorious with it. Swords dull over time. I was recently talking to a friend of mine and discussing just how overwhelming ministry can get just venting to her and and her to me, and we were just talking, and I told her without the word of God, I would be nothing because I get dull. I get weary. I get hard-hearted sometimes. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, ministers, leaders, we can all be honest and say, yes, I've been there, or maybe you just came from there, but there are times we have to check our hearts. Check your hearts because we can be weary in doing good. But let me tell you, when you are in the word of God, it makes it easier. It doesn't take away the pain. It doesn't take away the hardship because ministry is hard. When you are anointed by God, every bit of the enemy is going to come at you. Every devil in hell is going to try to attack you. And your family is going to turn your closest friends against you. But let me tell you, with the sword of the word of God, it is easier to not only see the deception of the enemy, not only to protect my family, but to keep moving forward forward i want to encourage you ministers leaders no matter what attack is coming against you keep walking forward if this door closes keep walking forward to the next door that opens hold on to your sword pick up your shield but don't forget the sword sometimes it's easy to become so obsessed and focused on the arrows that are flying at us and trying to dodge every single bullet that we forget our sword behind. The sword is laying there on the ground, and you're so busy trying to dodge every bullet. I get it. I understand. But pick up the sword in the middle of battle. Make sure you show the devil, show the enemy that he is messing with the wrong woman. He's messing with the wrong family. That you not only can defend yourself and protect yourself, but you're coming at him that he better back up because the sword is in hand and we're ready to fight the war warriors do not forget your sword and remember to regularly study the word get into the word of God without the word of God we are nothing without the sword we cannot fight the enemy the last piece of Of our armor that brings it all together. The six pieces of armor we've talked about already have a specific job to do. And they do it well when applied. But you might think that that's enough for battle. That, Lauren, I've got all my armor. I grabbed my sword. I grabbed my shield. I've got the breastplate of righteousness. I've got the helmet of salvation. I've got my shoes of peace walking in the firm foundation. I've got everything I need. But let me tell you something, without prayer, and not only prayer, but praying in the Spirit on all occasions is what Ephesians chapter 6 says. Prayer without prayer, the armor can only go so far. Ephesians 6 verse 18, it says, And prayer in the spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. Prayer. We've outfitted ourselves with the appropriate gear necessary for spiritual battles, but the gear won't get us very far if we're not continually in communication and connection with God. God. How can you know the battle plan if you're not speaking to the general? The one who set everything in motion for you to be successful, for you to gain victory. We must not neglect our prayer life. When we pray throughout the battle, we're deepening our relationship with God and our need for God. I don't know about you warriors, but I need him. I need him. More than the air that I breathe, I need him. More than the songs that I sing, more than anything, I need God. I need him more than any part of the armor. But let me tell you, you cannot defend and keep defending listen to me you might be able to defend to defend and fight the enemy for so long but soon the armor is going to grow dull soon you're going to be faced with a decision and either you're going to stop and back off and take your armor off and say, okay, devil, you win, or you're going to go to prayer. You're going to go to war in prayer and find out from God what you are to do. And listen to me, when you're talking to God, you're going to get perfect instruction, perfect instruction. An attitude of surrender must accompany our prayers. James chapter 4 verse 7 beautifully tells us submit to God. Submitting to God means to fully abandon, fully let go of the past. Let go of our hurts and fully abandon our lives to him. With our spiritual armor fully in place and prayer in our hearts, you will be able to properly defend your family, defend your ministry, to defend the loved ones, defend your church, to to defend your congregation, teachers, to without the armor of God, you cannot properly defend your students. Listen, with all that is going on in this world, whether you're a teacher, whether you're, whether you work at McDonald's, Walmart, whether you are in the pipeline, whether you are president of the United States, whether you are in office somewhere, whether you are a mother at home or father at home, whether you are a hospital nurse or doctor, whatever, whatever you may be, do it for the glory of God and put on your armor. I am asking you put on your armor wherever you go. Walk into your office and sit in your cubicle with the armor of God firmly in place, ready to defend the people that are around you. Now remember, I did not say to defend against the people around you, but to defend the people around you. To defend and fight off the enemy. To defend and show people the love of God. We're given the strength to resist the devil when we surrender our entire lives to God. And then guess what happens? When we are surrendered to God and we are able to resist the devil, he will flee. The devil flees, and you are left with victory. Don't give up so easily, warriors. I know sometimes it feels like it's the easiest way out. It's the the easier route that emotionally and physically and mentally you're just drained. But let me tell you keep fighting. Keep fighting. Your purpose and your destiny is worth it. The people you teach, the children you teach, they're worth the fight. The people you preach to and minister to on a regular, weekly basis, they're worth the fight. Mothers, fathers, your children and your family are worth the fight. Whether you're sitting in a cubicle, your co-worker souls are worth the fight. No matter where you are or where you're listening to this today, remember that putting on the armor of God and taking up your sword and be, be buried in prayer and fasting with, the, with God will prove faithful. I'm telling you, when you take up your armor and you are in prayer, you will be able to defend and be successful. Don't go to battle without God. Don't go to war without God, but trust that when he appoints you and anoints you, he will provide the victory. God bless you, warriors. I pray that this message has truly met you and your situation. And I pray that God will just fill your car, fill your room, wherever you are listening to this. And I pray that God goes ahead of you this week and provides and shows you that putting on the armor of God is not a waste of time, but it is necessary. It is necessary for your walk walk with God. Before you even get ready in the morning, put on your armor. Put on the helmet of salvation. Put on the shoes of peace. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Grab your shield of faith. Grab the sword of the spirit. Put on the prayer. Be ready for the war in prayer and fasting. And watch God take over and provide a way out of the situation that seems impossible. God bless you, friends. I pray you have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week back here for the next episode of the Warrior Within the Woman podcast. God bless you. Love you, friends.